Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. Welcome to Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley. We bring amazing Agilists together to share their ideas about agility in today's fast-paced world. We examine current Agile tips and practices with the goal of helping you become an Agile leader in your organization. Please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and subscribe on Patreon at ryanripley.com. And as always, thank you for supporting the show. In exchange for supporting this program, we can continue to bring you great guests and insights from the Agile community. With multiple subscriber levels, you can help make this show even better. We are always open to taking your questions and comments about the show via email at ryan at ryanripley.com and on the ryanripley.com website. So joining me today, this is, uh, I love this topic. This is a topic that we've supported for multiple years running now. It's the Women in Agile Organization Committee, and they have come back to tell us about what's in store for 2018. Uh, many of you are, will remember last year we had a few interviews with Natalie Warnert, concerning the the 2017 effort it was a blast i know uh merman and i were on the show discussing it last year uh just wonderful time with astronaut abby um the new speakers just a wonderful event and really opened our eyes to a lot of great things super excited that it's back and so ladies welcome to the show i'm gonna let all of you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you and and so the listeners can get to know you but then let's jump right into uh, ad or women in agile 2018 Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. 
So I'm Billy Shepheltz, and I'm part of the founding committee that started Launching New Voices, which is the sub-program that we do at the Women in Agile event. And that's where we get new speakers to come. And it's usually their first time speaking. And we really just wanted to, we wanted to provide an avenue and a stage for them to come in a very safe environment and provide mentors that would help them with their very first speaking experience. So I'm Billy Shapel, part of the founding team. And as we're bringing on, you know, new people each year onto the Women in Agile team, it's just, it's really exciting. Right, and I'm Joanna Valsing. I was one of the new voices that launched in 2017, and I really enjoyed the experience. I had been part of the Women in Agile event for the two consecutive years, and looking forward to the new voices that we'll be able to launch in 20 uh, in 2018. And I'm Cheryl Hammond. I'm serving as a mentor this year for one of the selected New Voices speakers. So I'll have the opportunity to work with somebody who's new to the community and help foster their speaking career. Um, I've been involved with the Women in Agile program since the beginning. And I actually vaguely recall the Women in Agile Open Jam session that we had at the Maine Agile Alliance conference three or four years ago. And a lot of the great energy that came out of that that I think paved the way for some of this, the work that's being done today. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it, it's been a really interesting progression as this event has grown and, and just the impact on, on, I think, careers and lives. You know, Joanna, maybe we can start with you. So last year, um, I was actually a mentor. And so I got to work with a, a wonderful lady um, on her first uh, talk. I know, Joanna, you did uh, your, one of your initial... Uh, I think it was your first keynote, right, at the Women in Agile 2017. How has this event impacted your further speaking career, um, yourself as an Agilist, or just anything else in, in your professional life? Oh, thanks, Ryan. Uh, it's had a really big impact. Um, doing Being able to share information and um, give back to the community just of very of different things that interest me. I've, I really appreciated the opportunity to work with a mentor and help understand would a speaking career be be something that, that would be viable for me. And last year I had the great opportunity to um, work with a mentor and hone my topic, hone my presentation, get feedback on my body language. Um, Cause I went into it thinking, is this topic even, even of interest to people? Like, am I reaching here just because it's interesting to me? Does that mean that, you know, other people are, are going to fall asleep during it or I'll get booed out of the room. So what I loved about the women in agile finding new voices program was that I had that support system built in. And so working with Laura powers, I was able to really practice um, my presentation, practice my my talk, and she gave a lot of great feedback and really just reassured me that the environment was a very safe environment because this new pro- new voices program, everyone in the audience wants you to succeed. It's I, I couldn't I couldn't have failed, or if I did fail, it would be in an extremely safe environment. And after it's what happened after the talk was really impressive to me. So I had someone come up to me, Llewellyn, who's one of our mentors this year, and he 
gave me the best gift. He said, you know, I have some feedback on your presentation. Would you be open to hear that? And I'm like, that would be great. And I thought he was going to maybe spend five minutes with me. We ended up spending probably 45 minutes together where he helped me improve my slides, helped me um, improve a few piece, a few points that I was making throughout the presentation. So what I did with that was I then turned right around and used that as my light, in my lightning talk for Agile 2017 and got some more feedback there. So it was just really great to be part of such a community where you could test stuff out, get feedback, improve it. Do, um, and so again, that's the that's what we're learning, right? So, so it's been a great time. And now I've even gone so far as to be asked to present at the Regional Scrum Gathering in Toronto. I did that at the end of March. So I took my five to seven minute talk that I did at Women in Agile 2017 and crafted it out to be a 45 minute um, presentation. And the feedback that I got, the Twitter response of people saying like, oh my, saying, wow, you're really talking to me. It was such an informational session. I really appreciated you saying all of those things and bringing those topics into the agile community. So it, it's been great. That's awesome. So Cheryl, on the other side of that equation, so we heard about Joanna's experience as uh, being mentored and then the subsequent um, growth into a speaking career. And then she's being a little, a little modest here. I mean, she's uh, been speaking at PMI events. Uh, her global scrum gathering talk was, you know, it was lighting up Twitter. I was couldn't attend, but saw that uh, come through. So Me too. just a phenomenal, phenomenal job this year speaking. But um, on your side of it, Cheryl, as a, as a mentor, I know I've, I've shared insights in the past about what mentorship, what it kind of helps me grow and what I get out of it. But what have you learned or, about yourself, about the person you're mentoring, or, or what have you gained from this experience? From being on the mentor side of the fence. I haven't actually been paired with a speaker yet because we're still looking for the aspiring speakers. So it's actually a good opportunity for me to mention that the application period is still open for aspiring speakers to get involved in this program. And I will be paired with one in the future. So I'm looking forward to meeting somebody really new and seeing what they have to offer to the community. All right. So now the audience is laughing at me because I'm once again the unprepared host. But um, so what do you, as far as your approach, so when I was asked last year to, to mentor, um, I was initially like, oh no, what do I do? And uh, I had one of those panic moments, like I just go up and wing most of my talks. And so how am I going to help? Yeah. And so every conference organizer out there is like face palming who's signed me on now. But no, it's, it, I think a lot of it's highly individual, right? I think we all have different oh. styles. We all have different approaches. How do you think you're going to approach uh, mentorship when it comes to something so personal and individualized as speaking? You're so right. And I think it's it, it's actually a helpful reminder to me to go in with that balance in mind. I think one thing I try to do is you mentioned that you go in and wing your talks at conferences. I have gotten to a place where I can, you know, I do the same kind of thing. But to try to remember that I got to the place I am today and the confidence I have speaking today because of the history of both practice and feedback that I have received over the course of my speaking career. So trying, first of all, to dial it back and remember what it was like when I was just getting started. And then secondly, to remember what has happened in the intervening times. How did I become, you know, practiced and more confident and what can I bring to the conversation to help somebody who hasn't yet made that journey 
to, first of all, believe that it's worth taking, to feel good about themselves, to feel good about what they have to offer. And then secondly, to look for those opportunities for themselves to grow. I wanted, I, I made note of something that Joanna said where she was talking about her initial going in and wondering if her topic would be of any interest, wondering if it was going to be just a big disaster. And, you know, it, it almost tugs at my heart a little bit because I knew Joanna then and the potential that she had was so obvious. And we really could see that she had something to give, which has been borne out over the time that, you know, all the great things that she's done since then. And it really does speak to what the organization is trying to achieve is to find those diamonds and give them what they need to to succeed. It's not just about the individual needing to buck up and be courageous and go do the thing, although you need that. But it is about having a community that encourages and makes those opportunities evident and gives that person a path so that they can follow it and grow. We all got there. And so we want to help bring those next people along. You know, it's something that when I'm working with new speakers and, and actually it was my involvement and then with women in agile last year. And then Natalie, of course, pushes me from time to time to actually mentor and help new speakers. I think I've talked about it in the past where it's actually Diane Zajek who got me into speaking. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and and so when I when I got started, it was Diane who was coaching and mentoring me, and she took. It was kind of like the the feedback that Joanna was talking about with Lou and Falco. Um, she didn't just spend five minutes. I mean, we many many phone calls, many evenings of her listening to me, being very um, listening to me lack courage and confidence. Um, and something that she and I have talked about a, a number of times is authenticity. And um, really trying to mentor on that. And, you know, Joanna has certainly found an authentic voice uh, with what uh, she puts forward. You know, Cheryl's talks are, are all amazing. Um, when, but when I think of just that authenticity in presentation and almost just that, that wide open heart, it's Billy. And uh, when Billy gets up on a stage and when Billy gives a talk, um, she's just, it's, everything's out there. Every, everything's transparent. Everything's on the line. Um, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, um, but you're also going to learn a lot to, about yourself. And I know, Billy, you've brought a lot of that forward to Women in Agile. Uh, what are you up to this year with the program, and how are you helping to bring that authentic voice and a lot of just that, that real kind of talk and that real kind of emotion to the event? Oh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah. I do love that. And I'm just sitting here listening to you guys. And once again, my heart is just swelling because, um, yeah, I just, you guys are awesome. And I'm so excited and uh, proud that we get to provide this avenue for, for these women because, I mean, we all read about it on Twitter, right? And um, it just makes me so happy to um, open this door for people like you, Joanna. And Cheryl, you were you know, actually, you probably don't even realize this, but you were kind of one of my mentors in a way because I saw you go ahead of me into like being an Agile Alliance track chair and being up there and doing things and just things like that provide a pathway. But yeah, so so this year we do, we're, um, we're reading through all the submissions and we're trying to, you know, provide that authentic voice to the speakers as well. And you're right, Brian, that's kind of my signature, what I'm trying to help mentor, even if I'm not one of the official mentors on the organizing committee, we'll be trying to look through the talks and bring that in to the submissions. 
I second what Cheryl said. Please submit. Please submit. And um, we can provide that um, website in the show notes. But I'm sitting here thinking, you know, as I said, my heart was swelling. And my heart's also swelling at people like yourself, Ryan, and all of the other men that come and support the event. Um, So, like, the names that were coming to mind, I know there's more than this, but I was just thinking about yourself was there and you supported as a mentor. Llewellyn's been doing amazing things with us this year, helping support the organizing committee and mind mapping and things like that. And I remember Chris Merman was there, all excited, supporting us. James Gifford was helping us with the recording. Um, Declan Whelan ran an amazing open space session. Eric Wilkie was on the organizing committee. Um, There's just, there's so many men that were there. So I put that out to everyone listening to the podcast today. It's not a women's only event. It's about people in Agile that support women in tech. You know, think of it that way. So if you support women, more women being in tech, then this is the kind of event that you'd like to come to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So we are talking about the Women in Agile Conference 2018. It's Sunday, August 5th. Um, it's the day before Agile 2018 kicks off in San Diego, California. Um, the website is womeninagile.com, and we'll make sure that's in the show notes. I'm really excited about the keynote this year. So April Wenzel is going to be the keynote or the announced keynote. Um, she's the founder of Compassionate Coding. Just a, a brilliant woman to listen to, to speak and, and really excited that she's going to be uh, kicking things off as the keynote. April's wonderful. Um, and you know, it looks like even like last year, the, the remainder of the program is really about some of the, the co-creation of sessions and topics that we went through last year. Now, do you have any other surprises teed up uh, for the attendees? Announcement wouldn't be a surprise, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's fair. But what else? Uh, no. What else are people getting themselves into? Well, I'd say people should definitely come because the open space is the surprise, right? So yep. we want people to come and and be our surprise. Show up, provide an open space topic for us that that surprises the whole room and gets us all engaged. So I put that back out to the listeners: show up and give us a great open space topic. Exactly. And one thing that I love about the last couple of years of conversations is, you know, this, the, the mission of the Women in Agile group isn't to just have this once a year event with the Agile Alliance, which is certainly is, is our flagship. It's also what can we do in the local communities beyond um, just this, this national or an international event. So there's certain things we're starting to put up on the website around kits and toolkits for individuals to bring this back home after the conference and host local meetups that are um, around women in Agile and other ways that we could start to work with the STEM community and just get keep, um, keep the momentum going throughout the year and not just have it at these point in times each each year. Yeah, I would say too the the something that is really meaningful to me about the way the Women in Agile signature event really kicks off to me and sets a tone for the Agile Alliance conference that is then the week following. And I was really struck last year at Agile 2017 how strongly the messages of diversity and inclusion were driven through the entire rest of the week and were broadened to include all kinds of intersectionality, which is so important, and really getting people to talk about 
what does it mean for Agile in general to be a more humane way to develop software? And how can we be more supportive of all the humans that we you know, that are included in our community. And and so I thought that was a really, it has set a really strong tone that's enabled some conversations that have just been so valuable. Well, and I think one of the results of, of that, of those conversations, I think was a very uh, front and present code of conduct, which may or may not have been so well understood and discussed in prior years. And I think that's, I think that's a direct result of just excellent conversations Uh, from these Women in Agile sessions. What's interesting, too, not only do real actions come out of these open space sessions, I know a lot of the conversations ended up turning into blog posts. I think some people have continued conversations in Slack. Um, You know, I know Eric Willicke and a few other people have continued some of the conversations that came up uh, in the open space. But it's it's like these ideas, sometimes you'll see an open space where the ideas are shared and they we jot them down and we get the stickies all organized and then we all kind of move on. But What's, what's really fascinating about this community is that there's real commitment to not only sharing these ideas, co-creating, but then the follow-up actions. And, and that's just really been something that stood out in my mind. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, it's just the strength of our community, like you said. It's kind of what stands out. And even just the word community, like for women that if they've never been to Ag- an Agile Alliance conference... It's overwhelming. Um, and as you said, Cheryl, this really kicked off the week well. And it's such a safe environment. I have never been a part of a community, like a, a professional community that has felt as safe and loving as the Agile community. And it's why we all keep coming back. It's why we make such deep relationships in this community. And man, it's really amazing. And I'm sure this is true for all of us, but I put it out there. If you're at the event, find me if you're feeling um, I'm an extrovert, so I will protect all my introvert friends, you know, come find me, hang out with me. And I'm sure that's true for everyone um, on the talking right now, but yeah. Yeah. Now there's something that just sticks out um, for me, Billy, earlier when we were talking about your authentic voice and Cheryl, yours as well. One of the things that will I will that will stay with me for a very long time is Billy your sessions in the Audacious Salon on imposter syndrome. So I love just w- within the agile community. This isn't just about developing software or, or working in agile ways. It's all about the process. It's about the humans, like you said, Cheryl. And I look at the program, and it is around just us as people and how can we create diversity of thought? How can we be inclusive? How can we create these safe environments for whomever, um, whoever shows up and wants to to participate? So, Billy, I, I think back to those audacious salons, and I loved how your authenticity of, you know, it's okay to have fun, like, let's make this silly, mm-hmm. and how that creates such safety almost immediately in rapport amongst a group of people. So I'm always grateful to have been able to experience that. Oh, thank you. I playing together, right? Like when we get to play together, we're just, it's so powerful because it brings out our inner child and we are all so authentic when we're working in our inner child and we're playing and loving on each other and just being real with each other. And we usually walk outside of those doors, right? After sessions like that and kind of put, put our, you know, adult face back on or, you know, put on our professional hat. But 
I, I think sessions like that and bringing them um, more and more about us being humans and April's talk's going to do the same thing for us. It just mm-hmm. lets us take the professional hat off more often with each other so that we can play together almost every day, right? And we don't have to be professional and look like adults and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So something that uh, I wanted to ask about, and I want to make sure I ask this in the right way. Um, so last year I went, uh, of course I participated. And when you looked around the room, it was one of the few times at a technical conference where I was outnumbered, <laughs> right? That normally, that normally does not happen. Um, and so a, a number of us, you know, Eric Wilkie, Chris Merman, um, many other gentlemen showed up. And the first, when you walk in that room, there is kind of that feeling of, oh, wow, what do I, what do, I do here? Um, right. And how do I fit in? And I, and I wanted to make sure that we, we talked about this aspect of it, that um, the goal is to be inclusive. And mm-hmm. the more people who show up, male, female, multiple uh, genders, diversities, orientations, whatever, however we're looking at it, it, the diversity is welcome. And almost, I think it, actually it was celebrated. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it could be very easy to, to have the sessions not be safe for, for men in that room. And it was just the, the opposite where we were invited to participate. Um, we were, our, our views were welcomed. It was incredibly respectful and um, on, on all sides. And it was just incredibly impressive uh, to see all that, that, that psychological safety play out, you know, to use the modern agile term. Um, and so, first of all, very appreciative for that, but also wanted to get, that, get it out there that for the guys thinking, I would attend that, but I don't know how it would go, or I'm not sure what that could look like. Uh, first of all, Chris Merman did a great blog post that was shared by the uh, Agile Alliance about his thoughts and feelings on that kind of topic, right? How do you walk into it? Um, how do you how do you show up? How do you uh, participate in a in a in an additive way? But also just how supportive the environment was of you know guys like me who I don't always get it, right? There's there you know when I when I get get on this Skype call and I say how are all of you guys doing? Well, that's not the right thing for me to say, right? And, and I think all of you who know me, you're, you're like, okay, that's Ryan just saying hi to everybody. But it's really, there's more to it. Like, I shouldn't say that to a group of women. And so, yeah. and so we're all trying to figure this stuff out. So as a guy who doesn't always get it, you know, walking into that situation can be scary. But I wanted to get it out there that, you know, guys, this is, and I'm talking to the guys out there, um, not the three of you. Um, it's a very safe environment to explore these topics because a lot of us don't get it. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's more than fair. That's what that's our heart, right? We do. That's a great way to kind of summarize it that when people have those questions, like the guys that have those questions or um anyone that wants to ask those deeper challenging like hey, I don't get this, how do I do better? Our heart is to have that be a safe place to talk about those things because if we don't talk about it, it's never going to change. But there's so many topics in the world that I myself am on my own learning journey. I, I don't have all this figured out either. And gender and women in tech is just one of many topics that mm-hmm. we need to have yeah. these deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I thought something that really resonated with me about what you said was the idea of going into this room where you were you and your your cohort were so strongly in the minority and how just stepping in the room felt 
awkward. You look around, you get this feeling of, hmm, I, this, this place isn't for me. I'm not, I don't know how to behave here. And what I, I think is such a great opportunity mm. for you and the men who attend the Women in Agile session is to understand that when I started attending conferences, which was the Microsoft Patterns and Practices Summit a million years ago in Seattle, that is, I felt that way at every single session that I attended for more than a decade as one of a handful of women in a room full of hundreds of men. Um, you can go back and do archaeology on my Twitter timeline to those days, and I'll have all kinds of funny jokes about how there was no line in the ladies' room and, <laughs> you know, just trying to make the best of it. But it's really interesting to sit with that feeling, especially in a safer environment, and to say, there's some empathy that I can build here. I can understand that when I'm in a room that no one else looks like me, no matter how nice they all are, it feels funny. And it has an effect even if the other folks in the room don't intend for it to. And I wonder if maybe that's how everybody in this room has felt at some time in their career. And what else can I do to, to reach out more, to do more than simply being neutral or simply having good intentions? What else can I do to help make those spaces actively inviting and to appreciate the work that, you know, the women in Agile are able to put in because we've been there and we understand what that feels like and we want to show how to do better. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's one of those experiences that I'll never forget just being in that situation because it, it's not the usual situation for um, someone with, with my background and my gender and, and all those things in a, in a tech or software related field. And so I actually enjoyed being uncomfortable for the day. Um, because it was, in, it was interesting to see. And so when I walked away from that, I really started to think about um, what are the words I'm using? What, what is the posture I'm using? Am I inviting to multiple viewpoints and opinions? Um, you know, or am I doing the things subconsciously, unintentionally or intentionally, whatever the case may be, that is shutting down all of these great ideas? And it, it, I left with a lot of things to think about. And actually for me, it was my... Uh, most favorite moment of, of Agile 2017, you know, the with that initial kickoff day, it just gave me so much to think about. It was kind of like mind blown kind of situation. You know, you walk <laughs> out of it and you go, wow, I really have to rethink and reevaluate. Um, now, I, I don't think I was out there doing too much damage. I mean, I, I, I don't want it to, to characterize like that. But at the same time, um, I could have been a better ally and, and a better friend to a lot of people uh, at, at certain points over 20 years in, in IT. And this really gave me a lot, of, a lot of good material to be introspective about, to reflect. And, and overall, it was good to be uncomfortable for the day. Mm, that's great. It, your words about the ally, um, that's been coming up on Twitter, right? And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot because as I'm down here in Australia and I'm, I'm coaching some very specific situations right now on women in a tech department that have a lot of complaints and don't feel comfortable. And what it's done is it's produced, produced a gratitude in me that I didn't even realize how many allies I had around me throughout my career over the years. And Ryan, you've definitely been one of them. So thank you. Um, but man, I just, I'm feeling my privilege and I'm more aware of my privilege because I haven't had to deal with some of these things that I'm coaching these women through because I've been surrounded by men 
that were allies and maybe they didn't even know, like maybe it wasn't an intentional ally, but it was just coming alongside. Like that's what ally means to me is um, they came mm-hmm. alongside me, didn't point out the fact that I was a woman. They just paired with me and came alongside me and we experienced life together. But yeah, I'm really grateful mm-hmm. for all the guys out there that have been great allies, even if it wasn't intentional. Thank you for being who you are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's I love the conversations that are starting to happen, because when we talk about allyship, of course, there are grand gestures, you know, being a mentor and being very active in in the STEM community and and that that type of thing. But I find when I think back through my career and it was the little things. So when I think back at just the supportive community I had around me as I was um, progressing through my career, it usually was just an invitation. And most of the time it was, um, um, you know, sometimes it was a woman, sometimes it was a man, but it was a, hey, you should explore that opportunity. I invite you to, to come see what we're doing over here, be involved in this, apply for that job. So I think if I if people are looking for ways to be an ally and help further, you know, just diversity in general, not just men, men and women, it's that invitation. Come have a seat at the table. Come explore this. I encourage and the encouragement. I think though, and then just being kind and compassionate with each other. I'm really excited to hear April's keynote this year because it's she's talking about expanding our circles of compassion for a greater impact and i think it really builds on what we started in the code of conduct last year which was just being kind to one another so i I just love the momentum and the direction and everything that that's going it's and hearing stories like billy's where this hasn't like there's still pockets where there's um, impact to be made gives me a lot of excitement of we can keep moving, moving this forward. Something that speaks to me about what you all have mentioned around allyship is we are agile practitioners. We are agilists and we understand we are systems thinkers. So we know that when we are operating in a system that is imperfect or a system that needs to be transformed, it's not enough to simply have good intentions and to passively fail to support the system, right? It's not enough to sit back and just do that quietly. We know that we have to take action to bring about the transformation in that broken system that we desire. And to Joanna's point, it's so important to recognize that all kinds of actions, large and small, and and honestly, it's small everyday ones are so impactful so that one does not have to necessarily put on a cape and be a superhero as an ally. It's oftentimes so much more valuable to just be present for individuals and help them navigate and help us together transform these systems to make them more equitable and more inclusive. Details about the event, and I know I've shared it once already, but can we go through those again just real quick to make sure that uh, for everybody listening or anyone who just may have caught this uh, mid-podcast, they know exactly when it is, where it is, and how to get uh, tickets and all that good stuff. Yes, so um, Sunday, April 5th, And it's going to be in the afternoon. So that's the Sunday before the Agile Alliance conference starts. So fly in early, um, get a hotel room for Sunday night. And the uh, Women in Agile event starts at 1 p.m., goes from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's at the same hotel that the conference is at, the Marriott Marriott Marquis in San Diego. Uh, What else am I missing? Yep. 
I was just saying, to learn more and to um, sign up for the event, just go to womenandagile.com. On womenandagile.com, there is not only links to register for the event, but also to submit if you'd like to be part of the New Voices program. We're taking submissions until May 15th. I highly recommend that program. Um, I had a blast uh, being a mentor to, to Susan Maricone last year. I know she's continued speaking and is uh, traveling around to conferences. Uh, we've heard from Joanna about her success. I mean, if speaking is something that you've always wanted to do uh, and you just have not found the right avenue or perhaps you have uh, an idea that you don't think is big enough or it's too big or whatever it is, but you really are passionate about the idea of getting in front of people, I think this is an amazing opportunity in a very safe environment with very talented speakers uh, who are mentors. Um, I know that uh, between Cheryl and Llewellyn, uh, especially, who's the third mentor this year? Faye, Tom. That's right. She's going to kill me when she hears this, that I didn't remember (laughs) it was her. Um, But between, I mean, Faye and I, I, the listeners will remember, Faye and I do a lot of co-keynotes together. So last year in South Africa, we were co-keynoting. We did it again in Louisville. Uh, We're keynoting Vegas in a month here uh, together. So she and I... Uh, do a lot of speaking together. Um, so between Cheryl Faye and Llewellyn, man, I'm going to pay for that one. Um, <laughs> between the three of them, you're getting amazing speakers uh, who are now mentoring and, and helping these new voices emerge and come forward. What a what a phenomenal opportunity to to launch a, a career like Joanna has. So please, if you have this, I, even if you don't think it's great, but you're just passionate, mm. get that uh, get that submission in. Uh, and work with work with these mentors if you're selected. And I think great things can come from that. Yeah, and I'd like to give a shout out to Jenny Tarwater. So the three of us, so myself, Jenny, and Pradeepa were the very first organizing committee last year. And I love that we're expanding every year. But um, yeah, Jenny's just been keeping us running this year because I've been a little out of it being in Australia. So thanks, Jenny, for everything you've done this year. And Pradeepa, for your time that you were given last year, and yeah, and Natalie, of course, for uh, having the vision to get all of this started. So, Natalie Warnett's the um, kind of founding mother, a little bit of the event um, overall. And Cheryl, I love that you brought up um, that group of people that got together. I think back in 2015, and how Lisa kind of led us through some facilitation and. Yeah, I just I'm also grateful to all of those women that were in that room because uh, this is happening because of the people that came and the people that um, engaged in that room in 2015. So thanks, guys. Oh, no, I said, guys, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to teach you all to say y'all. 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 Yep. Well, and something I just realized pulling up the womenandagile.com site is that you now have a logo. Uh, that you've asked others to put on their website. So I will be placing the Women in Agile logo with a link back to the website on on uh, ryanripley.com so that people see that uh, the show is definitely in support uh, of this initiative and uh, everything that you all are doing. And so we'll get that out there. I would encourage all of uh, the listeners out there with blog sites, podcasts, whatever it is that you have that's out there, please uh, consider adding that logo to your site as well. It's... Uh, I think it's just a great way to show your support for, for these ideas and to push it forward. 
Billy, thank you for reminding me of that awesome event we did with Lisa at 2015. And I want to give a shout out to any women who remember the open jam that we did at Agile 2014, which I think really was the incubator for some of these conversations that we then went on to have. Cool. I know it's where I met several of you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many shout outs. I echo all of them. Well, <laughs> there's so many shout outs. There's so many great stories that just don't get get told, right? Um, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's really awesome that this event is together. Uh, that it, it gives a space for those stories to get told. I would, I would imagine. Um, I'm going to leave this as a homework assignment for the listeners. I'm not going to um, to give the answer, but uh, a lot of people. So, so now I'm going against my my bread and butter here. But of course, I'm a, a trainer with Scrum.org. But the Scrum Alliance was was formed first. Ken Schwaber was one of the founding members. Uh, who are the other two? And one of them was a woman who often Aww. who um, who you may may or may not. Uh, realize was a founding member. So I'd like the listeners to actually take a look and realize, first of all, um, a lot of us have Scrum Alliance certifications. We, the global Scrum gatherings are put together by Scrum Alliance. Phenomenal organization for promoting Scrum in the world. Uh, co-founded by a woman who I, I, don't, I think many people will be surprised when they research it and see who it was. Um, actually, tweet that back to me or leave a comment on the website. We'll put together a prize for those of you who investigate that um we'll, we'll pick one of you at random who gets it right and uh, i'll send a book or something like that to you but i think it's important to think about those stories and others um because they, they just don't get told and so, but the, the but they're all out there they're all waiting to be uncovered and i think this event uh, gives a lot of space for that as well so just again appreciative of that couldn't agree more couldn't agree mm-hmm. more make sure you guys tweet that everybody wants a prize yes <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I think we've hit, uh, I, I don't want to be distra- disrespectful of y'all's time. Did I get that right, Cheryl? I did it. Oh, good job. Nice. So I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Uh, hey, we're Agilists. We love time boxes and we are coming up on the time box. What I'd like to do though is give an opportunity to Billy, Joanna and Cheryl to share some information, especially any conferences aside from, of course, Women in Agile. But workshops, books, promote anything that you have going on that you'd like to promote. Uh, and then I would ask that you share Twitter handle, something that you're comfortable with giving out so that if people want to continue the conversation with you, because you've all have said really cool things, and I think that people will want to continue these conversations, feel free to share Twitter. If you're brave, email. Um, if you say a phone number, I'll cut it out, so don't do a phone number. But um, anything like that that you'd like to share with the listeners. And just so that we don't have all three of you speaking at once um, because we are on a, on a, on a conference call, perhaps we can start with Billy. What do you think, Billy? All right. Sounds good. So I will be at Agile Dev West in Las Vegas in June, which I'm excited to be there. That's a month away, basically. Can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. I I know. A hug in person. Yay. (laughs) Yay. And then uh, obviously I'll be at the Agile conference in August. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me, my Twitter handle is at OopslandBilly, and that is oops, as in O-O-P-S. Oops, you've done something wrong. OopslandBilly, where it's free to fail. All right. Thank you, Billy. How about Joanna? Sure. I can echo Billy's comments again. I will be at Agile Dev West in June and then at the Agile Alliance Conference in August. And my Twitter handle is Joanna Valsing. Excellent. Thank, and I, I 
you know, we put that schedule together so long ago, I forgot that I was going to get to see both of you. So that's, that is going to be awesome. They're both uh, presenting, I think they're both on the Agile track uh, this year and really excited to see uh, Billy and Joanna on the big stage for TechWell's Agile Dev West. Uh, Agile for Humans listeners, just real quick, uh, there is a code for Agile Dev West. And so if you use the code... I feel like I should have it memorized from listening to the podcast all the time, but I could have contributed the code for you. (laughs) Yeah, so for Agile for Humans listeners, if you use the code AFH18, it's 10% off the registration. You go to well.tc forward slash Agile, put that code in, AFH18. Uh, you get to see Faye Thompson and I keynote. You get to see Billy and Joanna do their uh, track sessions. Uh, I think Merman's going to be there as well. Uh, we have a, a, a just a huge lineup this year for Agile Dev West. It's going to be a great time. AFH 18, get 10% off. Join us out there. Cheryl, what can you tell us? I will be speaking at the Agile 2018 conference in San Diego. I'm really excited to be there again. And my Twitter handle is basketcase. B-S-K-T-C-A-S-E. And so I will get links in the show notes to all of the Twitter handles, the websites we've shared, um, the extra resources, and all of those things. So just want to say thank you, uh, Billy, Joanna, and Cheryl, for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate the fact that you allow me to um, do this show uh, for Women in Agile, and I really appreciate the fact that you've included me in this, uh, just this wonderful event. It's just a, a true honor to be uh, to be able to say that uh, in some small way that we've helped to, to promote this. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. You're very welcome. And to the listeners out there, thank you. You've made it to, end, to the end of the show. Uh, little little inside baseball and podcasting. Most podcasts are not listened all the way through, except we have such a high percentage of people who make it all the way that uh, we just have that great loyal fan base. You've also helped promote the show on iTunes through your your ratings and reviews. We broke the top 100 in uh, in technology. And so yes. that's a huge that's goal. That's awesome. Yeah, phenomenal. Yay. Yay. Um, wow. Huge listener support. Please keep those, uh, those, those five-star ratings and comments coming in on iTunes. It helps get the show out. Top 100 means we, uh, we get promoted quite a bit more by Apple. And so that's just been great. Thank you for that. And just thanks for being out there listening, sharing, and all the great emails. I can't wait to hear your comments about the, this Women in Agile discussion. I know a lot of you came out last year. Uh, got a lot of Agile for Humans high fives during the session um, from both men and women, which was really awesome. And uh, I hope that uh, the listenership shows up again because it's just such a wonderful event. So as always, everybody, thanks for being out there. Thanks for listening. Uh, Billy, Joanna, and Cheryl, thanks again for, for doing this uh, this great event and organizing and, and uh, coming on the show to promote it. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley, wishing everyone a great evening. Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening, and scrum on!